we are hypnotized by our iPhones. When you reach for your iPhone, check for notifications or browse endlessly through memes and Twitter away your time staring at a piece of glass, realize that this is not an act of free will. Okay, these actions are products of highly sophisticated algorithms intended for a single purpose of compelling you to pick up your phone and to scroll. So social engineers in California have become rich because most people are happy to trade whatever it is they have to pay or to trade to be on the cutting edge of information. The iPhone and its applications, the podcast app, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Imgur, all of it, consumes for most people, an average of six hours per day. Now, what does that really cost you? What does it cost you to be connected all the time? Really, I'm not just talking about time. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your soul. I'm talking about your existence. I'm talking about whatever piece of you it is that connects with the world. And what are you really getting from it? It's costing you, I think... And it's costing me, certainly, a piece of myself. You know, Kierkegaard said that, you know, we can lose a lot of things and we'll notice it, right? Lose $5, lose $100, right? We'll notice that immediately. We come home and our TV's missing. Man, I'm not resting until I know where my TV is, right? But we can lose our souls without even realizing it, without even recognizing it, and just forgetting we even lost it, not even realizing that it's gone. When we're on our iPhones, we are angrier, we are more offended, and we are more weak-willed. We are less aware when we're hypnotized by the glass. We're literally addicts. You know, how often do you find yourself lingering, you know, 15 minutes here, 30 minutes there in your car, in your apartment, with your family, just staring at this little piece of technology? This applies to working out as well. One of the most common things I see in the gym is some guy who's out of shape, sitting on a piece of workout equipment, literally just scrolling through his phone. And you know what? He probably wonders why he's not in shape. It's a tragedy. You know, women, I find, don't do this as often because I find that they more often use interval programs, whereas guys are more, you know, they'll tend toward more powerlifting programs or weightlifting or bodybuilding programs that don't have strict rest periods and so that it just sort of fits for them to have these longer durations of just iPhone, you know, hypnotism. But women, I find, use more interval programs that require very short breaks between sets, you know, for which they use their iPhone as a timer. And I think that's fine. But there is this zombie population in the gym who literally might as well be at Starbucks. Okay, in fact, you'd probably get more health benefits by going for a 30-minute walk with a cup of coffee while, while scrolling through your phone than, quote-unquote, going to the gym and looking at your phone for such ridiculous durations of time that you end up only doing five or six sets of, of, of exercises and then going home. You know, and depending on who you are and what your habits are, the iPhone might be the number one reason you're not in shape even though you've been, quote-unquote, working out for several months. Yes, the real reason is, well, you know, the real reason you're not in shape is probably your diet or probably, you know, the fact that you're not working out at all. But if you're working out and you're dieting and you're wondering, man, I'm not getting in shape at all, or this is going at a very slow rate, I'm not really sure what to do. The problem is probably your iPhone sabotaging your workout. 
So if you find yourself using social media during your workout at all, I would guess that you're only getting about 25% of the benefit from that workout that you could get if you had your full focus on performing that routine. Not only will you be able to fit a higher volume into your workout, but you'll have more intensity and focus during each set, pushing yourself harder, getting more benefit from each rep. So what's the solution? Well, there's only one solution, and it's go completely analog. So, okay, um, I should probably point out here that this, this doesn't mean that you should never, ever, ever use your iPhone in the gym. So sometimes iPhones can be really helpful for establishing habits, right? They, it, is, it is called technology for a reason, right? It's, it's, it's useful for the craft of whatever it is you're trying to do, for the craft of existence. So sometimes the iPhone can be helpful. For instance, again, if you're using your iPhone to, like, for example, guide you through a workout in such a way that it is timed so that you were unable to leisurely browse through your iPhone because, you know, your iPhone has a timer or it has certain workouts that are saying, okay, do this, then do this, then do this, and, and your iPhone's actually not letting you get on social media because of its workout purpose, well, you know, obviously then that's fine. The, the problem with phone use in the gym is that it punctuates your workout with distractions that poke holes in your discipline. It, it literally weakens your drive and, it, and, you know, it saps you of focus. It certainly does that for me. So this, this iPhone issue has been a real problem for me personally in the past year. So I did a couple things to fix it and my workouts have significantly, significantly improved. My intensity, my focus, even my strength is improving when I don't have these iterations of social media use mindlessly scrolling in between sets. It's just ridiculous. So so here's what I did. Here are a few steps that you can do um, to either mitigate or completely remove the harmful effects of the iPhone in your workout, which are, if you are scrolling on your iPhone in your workout, inevitably there. So first, so this, this first step is actually for those who are maybe not willing yet or not ready or not able to give up their iPhone during their workout, okay? And this first step is called, well, basically get the Freedom app. So it's from this website, freedom.to. And I absolutely love this app. I just started using it a couple weeks ago. It basically requires you to delete your social media apps from your phone in order to work. So it doesn't mean you can't ever go on social media from your phone. It just means if you want to use the Freedom app in order for it to work, you got to delete like the Facebook app, for example. So, and then if you wanted to access Facebook, you just have to do it through your Safari or Google browser or something like that. So so basically, what, this is what the Freedom App does. It blocks a selected list of websites that you've chosen for a duration of time that you've chosen. So you download the Freedom App to your phone, click the button like start one hour session, for example, on, like social media, on my social media sites list. And then what it will do is it will block your phone's internet access to that pre-selected list of websites that you've chosen for the next hour. And then, you'll be, and then it'll automatically stop and you'll be able to access them again. So if you feel like you can't give up your iPhone during your workout, this is a really good first step. And um, if you're if the iPhone is like really crucial to you to have, you know, during those moments, have the Freedom app with you or have have the Freedom app on your phone and just press that button. People will still be able to get a hold of you. You'll still even be able to access, you know, uh, uh, for example, websites that you might have your workout on. Right. Uh, which is totally fine, and so, yeah, so I would highly recommend that. I actually have a, a link that you can click that will get you uh, 30% off with the code FREEDOM30, 
a Freedom 3.0, and so that it only cost $20 for the year, and for me that was absolutely worth it, $20 in order for like a 50% increase in my performance in the gym, well, not, obviously I'm not like lifting 50% more weight, but in terms of my psychological focus, I would say at least a 50% increase in focus and in intensity in psychological self-awareness in the gym. I'm, I'm more ready, I'm more willing, I'm more intense, uh, I have more drive now than I ever did with my iPhone for sure. And I feel like I'm working out in the gym in ways I haven't done since like pre-2008, which is a pretty big deal for me. So I highly recommend using that that Freedom app uh, through the link in the show notes. Um, or don't use the link in the show notes. I, I, I don't care. So, so two, here's a second step. Uh, find another way to listen to audio. So I actually ended up digging up my old iPod Nano and it took me a few hours to kind of like set it up again, right? You, like iTunes was like, do you want to set up a new iPod? I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what's on here. It was kind of cool. I even like discovered music I hadn't listened to in like 10 years, like Pillar. And uh, anyway, I've been listening to all that old music now and it's kind of fun. I, obviously, I've set it up as a new iPod with with iTunes, but, but I had to figure out also how to like sync it up with like, okay, I, I'm really big into podcasts. So how do I do podcasts on the Nano? So that took me like a few hours to figure out, but it was so worth it. 100% worth it. Now, when I leave my house to go to the gym, my iPhone actually either stays at home or in my workout bag and then in my locker at the gym. I do not bring it with me into the into the weight room, okay? And if you need to listen to music or podcast during your workout, and I really like listening to, to music during my workout, you can get an MP3 player or an iPod from Amazon for very little money. So one tip, though, on this, do not get an iPod Touch or any mp3 player that's like new enough that you can access the internet through it because that kind of undoes the whole purpose right then you're just creating the same problem for yourself that you had before so get an mp3 player that has no wi-fi access like an ipod nano or an ipod classic or you know something like that um most people have an old one lying around i found my my old nano was only eight gigs but that, that was kind of good for me to like simplify and streamline my music preferences for uh, for my workout. So again, I highly recommend that. And that's been working for me very well so far. And I think I've even enjoyed my music listening experience more because I'm not jumping song to song in Spotify all the time. And I'm not, um, you know, I did, Spotify always kind of gave me another reason to go back to the iPhone. And then I'd end up inevitably every time I ended up switching a song on Spotify on the Facebook app or checking Instagram or something like that. And so just having that iPod for me allows me to almost immerse myself in the musical experience a little bit more. I'm listening, for example, I'm listening to albums all the way through, right? And I would never really do that before. I just had all these Spotify playlists. And and it's just like, it's a nice sort of retro analog experience that, that uh, I don't know, it, it, it aids my workout psychologically. Uh, third, okay, this is a little bit tangential, but the third thing you can do is use an analog alarm clock. So one of the reasons you use your phone uh, going to the gym earlier in the morning or even so much throughout the day is because your phone literally wakes you up, okay? Which means you're, you're literally waking up to the universe by jacking your consciousness into the matrix of social media. So do not let your phone wake you up. You know, put it in another room and don't bring it into the bedroom, okay? Get some autonomy from your phone. Uh, don't initiate your consciousness into reality every day by jacking into some matrix that saps you of your strength and willpower. Your day is too important for that. Your consciousness is too important for that, okay? Your self-awareness and your sense of self and your sense of relation to the world and your sense of relation to God is too important to have all that initiated 
buy buy the iPhone. Don't do it. Um, get an analog uh, 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 alarm clock. So so for me, I, I use a little beeping watch alarm, and it works for me. I I have a little thirteen dollars. It's a it's a wristwatch by some company called S K M E I Skmay. I guess, but it works really well for me. I love it. If you follow me on Instagram, it's the watch you see me taking a picture of every single day when I get up at 359. And um, yeah, just do that. Do not use your iPhone to to initiate yourself into reality and you'll find yourself wanting it less throughout the day. Because once you get on that iPhone, it's really hard to get off. So don't, don't start there. You know, make it a predetermined choice. So the fourth thing you can do is use a paper notebook. So I know a lot of people use their iPhones because they use either the, either the Strong app or the Stacked app, and I would just highly recommend against that. So uh, I suggest I say okay. So um, I suggest Moleskin because it's really durable, and Moleskin was developed even before the company started to be a durable notebook. But it's a particular version of the Moleskin notebook called the Moleskin Professional Notebook, and I have that linked. In the uh, in the show notes here, um, so it what it is is it's paginated, and you you can have a table of contents, and each page is divided up in such a way that makes tracking the the weight that you use and the time that, and or the weight that you use and the exercise that you do uh, really easy. Whereas a regular moleskin notebook is just lines. You know the moleskin professional notebook. It's the same price, I think, actually, maybe like one or two dollars more. But the moleskin professional notebooks. It's it's kind of the pages the pages are formatted in a way that allow you to sort of configure your workout tracking visually in a way that's really nice and clean and easy. Um, or you can get the official Theofit Strong four week workout journal. Either way, it's a little bit it's like ten dollars cheaper than the Moleskine notebook. But either way, um, don't be dependent on self quantification apps. So I know that I recommended them at one point. I recommended those. Um, you know, I mean, you have to, <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Uh, well, let me get, I was about to go on intention about calories, but let me get to that in a second, okay? Uh, don't don't be dependent on self-quantification apps for your workouts, okay? So I know that I recommended these apps like Strong and Stacked at one point, and they are good if you have the discipline and the focus to do them, okay? They're really good if you have the discipline and focus not to go on social media when you use your phone or if your workout, if you have the ability to enter that state of intensity where your phone is an aid to your workout rather than a harm. And for me at this, this point, it's just not. Okay, I'd rather do it all on paper. And so, so that's been very helpful for me mentally. So, so here's what we can do with, uh, so, so I know the next question you probably have is, well, I'm really dependent upon the MyPlate app for calories, right? And so let me get to a challenge I wanna give you and once I give you that challenge, which is sort of at the close of this podcast, then I think you will have an idea of how you can continue to use your iPhone to count calories because because things like MyPlate and MyFitnessPal have these really intuitive user inter- interfaces where you just enter the food and it automatically calculates the amount of calories. And you really don't want to have to do that on your own, right? I mean, I mean, it's just the, 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 uh, the database of food that it has and everything like that. It's just way too convenient not to use. So again, let me let me give you this little challenge, and once I give you this challenge, it'll sort of become clear how you can continue to use your iPhone in that way without using the calorie counting apps as an excuse to continue to let the iPhone be a cancer on your consciousness. Okay, so here's the challenge. Um, or, or before I get to the challenge, let me just say this once more time, one more time. Okay, again, there's no moral requirement to ditch your iPhone during your workout. Okay, that's not what I'm saying here. But if you ever find yourself 
mindlessly scrolling between sets, you should not be wondering why you're not seeing results in the gym. Straight up. That's why you're not seeing results in the gym. Because of your iPhone. Okay? It compromises the amount of sets and reps you're able to perform in your limited time at the gym, and it drastically reduces the intensity you're able to bring to the table, thereby compromising your results. So I'd like to end this podcast with a challenge for you, okay? This is what I want, this is the challenge I want you to do, and I want you to try it for a week, seven days, okay? Only use your iPhone at times you've pre-scheduled for seven days, for times no longer than 15 minutes at a time. In other words, if, you've, if you haven't made a previous appointment with your iPhone, it is on airplane mode or silent mode in a basket in your closet. Try it. You might think that's impractical, that people need to get a hold of you, but if you use iMessage on your Mac and, you know, you can get most of your texts and if you schedule two 15-minute you know, appointments for your iPhone in your day, you can just call back any unexpected calls you've missed in that time if you have phone appointments with people, obviously, that's one of your iPhone appointments, right? So that's that's the challenge. Try having an appointment-based relationship with your iPhone for seven days. And I want you to take note of several things when you do this, okay? I want you to take note of how strong your desires are to go get your phone out of its hibernated state when you haven't scheduled a time and then just start checking for notifications, Checking for texts, checking for emails, checking for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right? And I want you to ask yourself, when in my life do I feel compulsions this strong for other things? When, what other times or for what other things do I feel this level of agitated irritation need? I need it. I need it. When do I do that? When do I feel that otherwise? for things besides my iPhone. For most of us, the only times we feel such strong urges are when we are harmfully addicted to something. And then I want you to ask yourself, why can't I just be present in this moment, moment, you know, doing what I'm doing? Why do I have to go check on insignificant notifications that only make me depressed, right? Because frequent iPhone use is increasingly correlated with mental illness. So, so do, do yourself a favor and complete this challenge, okay? Seven days, only using the iPhone when you've made these appointments. And again, so here's how the calories fit in, right? Just track what you ate throughout the day or keep a log in your head or, or keep, you know, in the same moleskin journal that you use for your workout, just, tra- you know, take, make a list of the things that you eat. And during your appointments, just enter it in, into the MyPlate app or into the MyFitnessPal app, Okay. Just do it during the pre-scheduled appointments. Not a big deal. And I would say limit your appointments, your 15-minute your iPhone appointments, limit the, those to, to, you know, two or three a day. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not, okay, okay, I'll do pre-scheduled appointments every hour on the hour. No. No, no, no. Not that. Right? Just try it. See if you can. And, and if you can do that for seven days, having a strictly appointment-based relationship with your iPhone... You know, how do you unfold spiritually as a person in that time? Or, you know, if you try and you fail, take that as an opportunity to seriously reflect on your relationship with your iPhone. What am I using this for? If I only have so many years on this earth, 
How many of them do I want to spend like a, like a rat in a cocaine experiment, constantly clicking the button more, 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 that dopamine button, right? That's literally what it is. That's literally what your iPhone is. It's that crack cocaine dopamine button that, that, that they use in, in rat studies. It's, it's those same studies that prove to social engineers how to uh, uh, construct and architect social media sites like Facebook, okay? Social psychology rat experiments they are what framed the, you know, the Silicon Valley understanding of the human mind, which completely predicted exactly how we would work. So do you want to be part of that? Is that how you want your life to be determined? Do you want to choose to be a rat in a digital virtual cage of your own making, of your own choosing? Do you want to give up your free will for that purpose? You know, if you're depressed and anxious and distracted and full of mental fog, right? Huge, huge barriers to going to the gym. And also huge reasons why people often overeat. Right? If, if you're struggling with those things, don't, don't just double down on the system and, well, I'm going to download the Cure My Depression app and I'm going to download the Headspace app. No. Put the iPhone away and face yourself. It's possible that what you find in an hour of iPhoneless existence is something you may not have encountered in years yourself. I certainly did. And it has drastically increased my focus, my output, my intensity, and my workouts. And it has also made it much easier to be strict with my diet. So try it. iPhone used during appointments only. 15-minute appointments, two to three times a day. Try it. Let me know what you think in the Theofit group. Peace.